Once again, uh, my name is Abraham Manasse, and our topic for, for today is how to get emotionally healed or how to respond to offense. Today we will continue from where we finished last week. You know, I do my best to focus on how we can apply the Word of God in our day-to-day -day life. I'm not interested in inspiration or motivation, but I'm interested in, in transformation. Your life will only change when you change the way you think. We have to understand that when we talk about motivation, motivation is temporary. But transformation is permanent. So I'm interested in, in transformation, not, not motivation. Because motivation can only take you up to a certain point. But motivation will not keep you for long. Mo motivation is very, very temporary. You just get excited. Uh, during that session, but there is no real life change. You know, transformation is based on Romans chapter 12, verse 2. The Bible speaks of the renewal of your mind. In other words, you have to change your mind. That's where real permanent change comes in. All these other things, the temporal change, it's what I call cosmetic change. It's temporal. It's only for a season. It's only for a specific period, but there's no real transformation there and that's what motivation does i pray that you will allow god you know through his word to transform you not just to motivate you i'm not a motivational speaker if you feel motivated that's okay but that's not my uh, my intention i want you to be transformed not to be motivated you know one thing that will help is to understand that not everything is worth your attention. Some things are not worth your energy. Some things are not even worth your emotional investment. It is interesting that today, when you look back in your life, when you look back maybe two months ago, or five years ago, or even ten years ago in your life, you, you realize that there are things that irritated you or offended you, and now they don't offend you anymore. And you look back and realize that it was not worth it. You realize that you just wasted your energy. You just wasted your emotions. And most of the situations, you know, they can no longer irritate you anymore. Because now you are more matured. You, you start to understand things better. You are more emotionally matured also. And let me say that things that irritate you today, things that offend you today, in the near future, you look back and say, why did I waste my, 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 my emotions? Because now you'll be able to understand life better. Maybe even beyond this session, there are things that irritated you before and you realize that you, you don't have to be irritated. You can still move on without being offended by those situations. And you have to understand that we, you know, when you are emotionally wounded, it's simply because somebody offended you. So when you speak of emotional healing, you have to understand that for you to be emotionally healed, you have to deal with the root of your pain. Now last week, I said, we'll look at two people who went through similar experiences, 
But they responded differently. And the final outcomes were also different. Last week we looked at Judas Iscariot. And we saw how he was offended throughout his ministry life. He was offended by Jesus. And finally he betrayed Jesus because he was offended. Unfortunately, he, he finally even committed suicide. That is how dangerous it is to harbor grudges, to harbor offenses in your heart. This is how dangerous it is to stay offended in your life. And it's unfortunate that some people, they're just in denial. You know deep down that you are offended. You know deep down that you are angry. You know deep down that you are bitter. But you, you, you deny and say, no, I'm okay. You're not okay. You are not okay. You are not healed. But you keep on denying, I'm okay. No, I have forgiven him, I'm okay. And you know that is not true. Let me say that when you do not deal with your anger, when you, know, you do not deal with your bitterness, when you do not deal with your unforgiveness, when you do not deal with your offense, the outcome is dangerous. Ask Judas Iscariot, he will tell you. You may lose your job. You, you may even, some of you may even quit going to church. You may even lose your friends. You may even lose your relationships. And at some point, like Judas, you may even lose your own life just because you stayed offended and you did not want to deal with the situation. You stayed in denial. People who commit suicide, you know, they do not make such a decision in a split of a second. Those people, they have something that has been bothering them for a long period. Some of them for months. Some even for many years. And they could not find any solution. They could not find any help, unfortunately. And they did not deal with that situation in a Christian way. When you commit suicide, remember, you are not solving the problem. You, you are just transferring your pain to other people. You transfer your pain to your parents. You transfer your pain to your children. You are just transferring your pain to your siblings. You are just transferring your pain to your co-workers. You are just transferring your pain to your, uh, to your spouse. And everyone who knows you, they become recipient of your pain. You know, in one of the sessions, we'll look also at how do you deal with offense in a Christian way. Because there's a way that we have to deal it with it biblically. And Jesus put it very clear on how we should deal. He put it step by step on how we should deal with it. People who end up killing their families or their wives or their children, they have been holding grudges for long. They have been, they have been living in anger with their anger for long. Some of them have been living with their bitterness for long. And all those things, they were just inside of them. For a very long period. Let me say this tonight. We are living in a society that is full of angry men and angry women. When you are driving on the road, we have a lot of angry drivers on the road. In our businesses, we have a lot of angry customers. In our workplaces, you have a, you have a lot of angry managers, angry supervisors, angry principals. Angry HODs, angry directors, we have angry pastors, a lot of angry friends, a lot of angry children, angry parents. And my question to you today is, 
Are you holding anything inside that you know it needs to be resolved? But you keep on denying. Are you a bitter wife? Are you a bitter woman? Are you an angry man? Are you an angry pastor or an angry leader? Are you an offended principal? Are you an offended manager? Are you in denial? And you keep on saying, no, I'm not angry. Are you in denial that you are an angry person? Are you in denial that you are offended? Let me say that if you do not deal with it, one day it's going to explode. You cannot hide anger forever. It will not end well if you do not deal with it. And today I will talk about a name that most of you probably will be hearing it for the very first time. But it is there. It is in your Bible. And it has been there in your Bible. But most of you might have never heard about it. You know, after Jesus has ascended back to heaven, and you know the apostles, they needed somebody who could replace Judas Iscariot, who committed suicide. Because they wanted the ministry to be complete. They wanted to have a complete, a complete team. So before they selected the new team member, they, they put some, some requirements. And one of the requirements that I want to focus on today is they wanted someone who was with them from the beginning of the ministry. Who was there when the ministry of Jesus started. But that person was not selected as an apostle. You have to remember that Jesus had a lot of disciples. He had over 5,000 disciples who were following him everywhere he went. But out of those disciples, he selected 12 apostles. So when Judas left, instead of 12 apostles, now we are left with 11 apostles. So they needed somebody who could replace him. So they finally selected two disciples that they were supposed to choose from. And the first one is Barsabbas, who was also known as Justus. And the second one is Matthias. These two fellows, you know, they followed Jesus throughout his years of ministry, without a position in the ministry. Let's look at the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. The Bible says, So now we must choose a replacement for Judas. That's what they said in the meeting. From among the men who were with us, the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus. From the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus. Jesus. So they wanted somebody who, who was with them. They wanted somebody who was with Jesus from the beginning of his ministry. Now whosoever is chosen will join us as a witness of Jesus' resurrection. In other words, they were looking for somebody who was with them from the beginning of the ministry and who even witnessed everything that Jesus went through. They would witness when Jesus was nailed at the cross, who witnessed when Jesus was buried in the grave, who also witnessed when Jesus resurrected. They wanted somebody who was there from the beginning of the ministry. Now, verse 23, Acts chapter 1, verse 23, the Bible says, So they nominated two men. Number one, Joseph, who was called Barsabbas, also known as Justus. And the second one was Matthias. Now, verse 24, Then they all prayed. I like their prayer. Bible says, they prayed and said, Oh Lord, you know every heart. You know every heart. In other words, the heart is very important. 
Lord, you know our heart. Because offense also starts in the heart. And they say, show us which of these men you have chosen. As an apostle to replace Judas in this ministry. For he has deserted us and gone where he belongs. And verse 26 says, Then they cast lots, and Matthias was selected to become an apostle with the other eleven. So, so Acts chapter 1 verse 21 through 26, it shows us what happened and what the requirements that they wanted for somebody who will replace Judas Iscariot. Today I want to introduce to you the name Matthias. Matthias is the man who stayed with Jesus from day one. His name was never mentioned anywhere in the Bible before uh, except here. Most of you who are listening to me today, you are hearing this name for the very first time, the name Matthias. It's there in your Bible. Now this man, he followed Jesus from the beginning of his ministry. Just like Judas did also. Now, the Bible says he was there and he witnessed when Jesus was baptized by John, by John the Baptist. He was there when Jesus selected the 12 apostles. He saw all the miracles that Jesus performed. When Jesus got into the boat with the 12 apostles, when they wanted to get to the other side of Galilee, Matthias was not invited. When Jesus was invited to special occasions, or maybe they had supper or dinner or whatever, Matthias was not included in those occasions. He could only follow Jesus with the crowds during public events. He was aware that nobody noticed him. You know, uh, <laughs> I have read all the four Gospels, the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and none of them have mentioned the name Matthias. I have never seen his name anywhere recorded or recognized in any of the events or in any of the miracles. So he was not selected as an apostle. He did not even participate when Jesus went for transfiguration with James, with Peter and John in the mountain. He did not participate in the healing of Jairus' daughter. He did not participate when Peter walked on water. Most people would have stopped following that ministry long time ago. How many of you can follow a ministry where even the ministry leader or the church leader or the pastor, they do not recognize you. They don't, they don't care about you if, you if you think along those lines. I know of people who got offended just because you know somebody forgot to mention their name when they gave a vote of thanks in an event. They get offended because of that. Oh, my name was not mentioned. When they thanked those who helped or those who contributed. Or maybe those who tithed in the church. The pastor did not mention my name. And some even say, oh, during this pandemic, my pastor would not have survived if it was not for my offering, if it was not for my tithe. I kept on supporting him. But he does not even thank me. The pastor forgot to mention my name when he thanked those who made the conference a success. He forgot to mention me when he appreciated the big donors or when he mentioned the names of the top, ten, uh, the top 10 givers in the church. I tell you, people can get offended over small stuff like this. 
Some people are still offended simply because they were not recognized during a funeral. When they gave the vote of thanks, they did not recognize them. Or they did not allow them to go and sit in a particular area or a particular room or a particular tent with the officials. And they are still offended over that. Some people are still offended because they, you know, they were not recognized in the graduation party. Or maybe they were not even invited in the party. Some, they are offended because they were not recognized in a school event or an office event. Or a church event. And some will even say, oh, I'm leaving this church. I will leave them with their churches. I will leave them with their people because they don't care about me. Some are still, you know, they are still offended simply because they were not invited to a birthday party. Or their child was not invited to come and play with the other kids in the birthday, uh, during the birthday party. People are still offended. Some are offended because nobody recognized them. Some feel like, you know, in their staff room or wherever they work, they are not recognized by their school principal or their manager or their HOD. And some are still offended because the church did not support them as they expected when they had an event or when they had a funeral or when they lost somebody in their family. Some of you will be far in life if you're not offended or if you didn't give up. Because people who are offended, they always give up. They quit their jobs. They quit relationships. You know, even, even relationships, that will be beneficial for them. So being offended and giving up did not help you progress in life. Matthias was never recognized, but he stayed with the ministry throughout his life. Judas was offended and he died early. Who would you like to identify with in your life? Do you want to identify yourself with Matthias or with Judas? Some of you regret. You wish you could have stayed longer in that job. You wish you could have stayed longer in that school. Some of you did not graduate or obtain your diploma because you do not, I mean, you always get offended and you do not finish anything in your life. You are so easily offended that you never finish or complete anything that you start. You keep on starting, keep on starting, but you never complete anything in life. As long as you stay easily offended, you will never accomplish anything in life. You will always live a life of anger and always complain about anything and everybody. When people discover that you are an angry man, you are an angry, angry woman, they start to social distance themselves from you. No wonder nobody enjoys your company. You can't stay in a relationship for long. Nobody wants to, to live with an angry man. Nobody wants to live with an angry woman. Nobody wants to live with someone who keeps on complaining and complaining and complaining day in and day out. You easily get offended. And you keep on studying new things because you, you, only, you always get offended and you quit. Some of, the, some of the people, you can even call them Mr. or Mrs. New. I mean, you're always, in a, you're always new in everything. Because he refused to be like Matthias who stayed long, even when he got offended, even when things did not go his way, even when he was not recognized, but he kept on moving forward. 
Every time you meet this type of people, when you meet them in town or in the mall, they're always in a new church. Oh, you know what? I found a new church. I have a new church home. Always have a new church home. They're always in a new relationship. They're always, they're always in a new school. They always take a new course, a new class. They're always studying a new degree. They're always studying a new diploma. They just started a new business. Always have a new job. They don't stay long. They don't finish the degree. They don't finish the diploma. They don't finish the certificate because they get offended. Somebody offended them and they stopped. You're always new everywhere you go because you're easily offended. Even in your church, you're always a new member in, in the church because your previous pastor offended you. Let me remind you something about life. A rolling stone gathers no moss. You know everything about all the pastors in your village. You keep moving from church to church, pastor to pastor. You know their weaknesses. You know all these ministries, all bad things about, their, about these churches, or about these people, or about this school. You're always looking for a new, a new pastor in town, new ministry in town, new church. Every time you're looking for something new. Can you do some introspection and say, is there anything wrong with all of them, or there is something wrong with me? Can I plead with you today? Stay. Stay where God has planted you. Let's look at Psalm 92 verse 13. Psalm 92 verse 13 says, Those who are planted, those who are planted, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the cause of your God. You're always looking for something new. When there is a new, a new pastor in, in, the, in town, when there is a new church in town, you are the first one to jump in. And the first one to jump out. No wonder you do not flourish in your life. Because they refuse to submit. You refuse to be planted. A tree cannot develop roots if it is not planted. You have been offended by all these pastors in your town. Maybe it's time you do some self-introspection. Matthias stayed with Jesus. Even when he had all the reasons to be offended. Even when he had all the reasons to leave. I'm sure some of you, you know, they, they could make, I mean, some people, they could even make joke about, uh, about Matthias. This guy, he keeps on following and nobody recognizes him. He keeps on following even when nobody takes take him serious. Please do not be easily offended. Please do not be easily offended if you want to progress in life. If you want to progress in your ministry, if you want to progress in your job, if you want to progress in your relationship, if you want to progress in your marriage, please don't get easily offended because there will always be situations that will offend you. And you will always feel a sense that you want to quit, you want to stop. Please do not be easily offended if you want to be successful in ministry. People will talk bad about you. Don't be offended. People will gossip about you. Please don't get offended. Do not give the devil a chance in your life. Offense opens doors for the devil. Offense opens doors for the devil. That is the main reason the Bible says, do not let the sun go down while you are offended or while you are angry. You must grow a thick skin. Some of you are even proud of your, of your short temper or of your anger. You are even proud that you are easily offended. You should be ashamed that you are short-tempered. You should not be proud about it. Ask God that, Lord, help me 
So I have long suffering. Help me so I have patience with people. Because you can't always quit on people. You can't always give up on people. It is not a blessing to be short-tempered because you will not go anywhere in life. You will not go further in life. You will always start and quit. Start and quit. Start and quit. Some even say, oh, they know me at home. Oh, they know me in the office. They know that I don't, I, you know, yeah, I'm not patient with anybody. They do not just offend me so easily. Even my pastor, he knows that I easily get offended. That is not something to be, to be proud of. In this life, you will have opportunities to be offended every day. People will offend you. You know, the most important thing is, how do you handle it? How do you respond to offense? By the way, as you focus on people who are offending you, I want you to remember that you are also offending other people. You should not act like you are Mr. Clean. You should not act like you are Mrs. Clean. In your area, in your work, in your house, in your church. I mean, you, you are known for being short-tempered. What a, what a reputation. What a reputation. What a reputation. You have no patience with anybody. You have to learn to be strong like Matthias and Paul. Let's look at Paul in the book of Acts chapter 24 verse 16. He says, This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense towards God and men. Towards God and men. I will not be offended. That's Paul the Apostle. The reason why Paul was successful in ministry is because he did not allow things to get into him. He did not allow people to offend him. He did not allow even God himself to offend him. What I'm trying to say is there will always be opportunities for you to be offended. It's life. That's how it is. The Judas and Matthias, they all went through almost similar experiences, but they handled it differently. The final outcome of their lives were different. The way you handle your current situation will determine the direction your life will take. Judas was offended, and he finally betrayed Jesus, and he finally committed suicide. Matthias chose not to be offended, and was finally promoted. Paul says, I choose not to be offended in my heart. Whether it's by God or by any man. I like Proverbs chapter 19 verse 11. It's very, very interesting. It says, I mean, Proverbs 19 11 says, A person's wisdom yields patience. Wow, wow. Patience, that's a key. Patience, that's a key. It continues to say, It is to one's glory to overlook, underline the word overlook, to overlook an offense. Sometimes you just have to overlook some things. You have to make a wise choice and overlook some of these things, overlook some of the offenses. There will be many, many opportunities for you to get offended. Please choose not to be offended. Opportunities will come for you to quit ministry and you'll have all the reasons why you should quit. But for you to be emotionally healed, you have to understand that not everything should offend you. Opportunities will come for you to quit your church, to quit your family, to walk away. You know, even, even at school, maybe to stop your classes, 
You'll always come across those kind of situations. Even your relationships. By the way, when I talk about relationships, I'm not talking about abusive relationships. That's a different uh, thing altogether. If you are being abused in a relationship, please report that to the authorities. I'm not talking about uh, abusive relationships here. Report that to the police immediately. I'm not talking about abusive uh, relationships. If you are being abused, please report that. Nobody deserves to be abused. Nobody has a right to abuse you. You are born for a purpose. You are not born to be abused. So I'm not talking about abuse when I talk about uh, opportunities that will come for you to quit. As long you live with people, people will offend you. As long you live with people, you will also offend them. Some people will tell you, and unfortunately some people will not tell you. They may just stop communicating with you. And you wonder, why are they no longer responding to my, uh, to my emails? Why are they no longer responding to my WhatsApp? Why are they no longer responding to my text messages? Why are they no longer responding to my, to my phone calls? It's because you offended them. Maybe they did not want to tell you. Some they will just decide to block you. Because you offended them. That's why they blocked you uh, on WhatsApp or they blocked you on, on, on Facebook or whatever. They blocked you because you offended them. Offense comes when people do things we did not expect them to do. Sometimes we over-expect from people. That is why we get easily offended. And finally, the question is, how do you handle offense in your life? Do you handle offense like Judas Iscariot? Or do you handle offense like Matthias? I plead with you, please handle offense like Matthias so you do not get emotionally wounded in your life. Matthias he stayed with the ministry throughout his life and was finally promoted. He did not allow you know, his exclusion from ministry to offend him. Most people do not move to the next level of their lives because they give up so easily. Matthias was finally promoted because he did not get offended. Judas was offended. He betrayed Jesus. Then he finally committed suicide and he died. All this happened because he was offended. I don't know what offended you. I don't know who offended you. And I don't know what they did to offend you. But my plea to you, please do not continue to justify the offense. It will not end well. It will not end well. They may not have treated you right. I know and understand that. But as long as you keep holding that grudge, as long as you stay in that bitterness, it will not end well. It is not for your advantage. It's not going to help you if you stay in that state of affairs. At some point, you have to, to make some self-introspection and ask yourself, for how long will I hold on to this bitterness? For how long will I stay in this offense? Maybe it's time for you to be free. Maybe it's time for you to make some changes. Remember I said, I'm not here to motivate you. But I'm focusing on transformation. I'm focusing on you changing the way you say things. 
Maybe nobody has told you about this, but at some point we have to start seeing things differently because our lives are based on our perspective. Yes, you might be right, but you are still offended. How does that help you then? Because you are focusing on being right. You are focusing on defending yourself. You are focusing on defending your offense. But how is that helping you? Yes, you are right. But then how is that helping you? You could be right. But at the same time, you end up dying. Just like Judas Iscariot. I'm sure he was right. By being offended, he felt like he was mistreated. He felt like nobody treated him right. He felt like nobody recognized him. And he was angry. But finally, he died. My brothers, my sisters, let's learn on how to deal with offense in the right way. Amen?